Hello, my lovelies, and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Charmed 2018 version. <laughs> this is season four, episode five, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Sandwich, written by Joey Falco, directed by Bay Rupert Evans. I give this episode a 9.8 out of 10. I definitely liked it more than last week's episode. I thought it was strong for each sister or non-sister involved and uh i can't wait to see what what the hell my hair bear has been up to before we do jump into the recap wherever you're listening to this podcast stitcher itunes podbean spotify amazon go down to the rating section leave a review drop some stars my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback for charmed like many have you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com so we start this episode with a a uh i don't remember his name don't ask me his name uh douchebag tom that's all i got for you right now easily influenced my life sucks and thus i'm looking to social media and the news to get caught up in because that means i don't have to deal with reality there were quite a bit quite a bit quite a bit of metaphors this uh episode that they were dropping and i was picking them all up because you know i've been there I've been in these feelings of which they <laughs> decided to make very meta in this episode so he he won't get a job even though he lost his job at the spa and within what it, it couldn't yeah it was a week a week since the last time and he just decided i'm gonna give up on life and i'm gonna blame all of my problems on the charm one because he lost his job because they couldn't save the spa never mind as mel said later it was more about saving the people in the spa including the breath coming out of your body right now sir but no that's not what he's gonna focus on no i'm gonna blame you because now i have to look for another job you are not prepared bitch you was there you know they wasn't in the spa getting their hair and nail done while shit was going down how are you so easily influenced (laughs) sucked into the fact that the charm ones are horrible some of the things they were saying i was catching it was hilarious like when like let me see her birth certificate Uh (laughs) uh-huh they were heavily referencing you know how many people treated obama like we need we need to make sure you're an american citizen based on that one idiot's commentary and then everybody else jumping on the fucking bandwagon all of fox news and whoever's associated with fox news sidebar we were driving down the street and there is someone i pass it every day on the main street at that i mean you got to give them balls that has a trump sign up we never saw the person but today we saw him and it was it was a typical yeah it was it was someone who clearly would definitely be supporting trump and we had the window down and i ain't even gonna lie me and my daughter was looking over and we was dragging the shit out of him in the car if he heard he heard hey 
you can't be rocking it like that and don't expect people especially black people to drive by and be like he's got a lot of hope in the 2024 hopefully he don't get you know indicted beforehand and i don't know why they don't think that there's a lot of fucking footage out there of that debacle that was 2020 (laughs) plus trump so uh yeah 2024 i just remembered his name was donnie i also laughed at exactly what an internet troll actually looks like they look just like donnie they sit on their ass all day eating cereal in their pajamas ain't bathed or nothing just on the couch with their face planted into any type of social media interaction if you're not a troll this should not hurt you at all (laughs) but if you are a social media troll yes thank you for this accurate depiction of exactly what they look like which is what we should all see when they start coming at you like yeah that's why they're never worth my time like you're not worth it you're just not worth it (laughs) Uh, anyhow uh she leaves him says i can't deal with you anymore and i don't blame her and that's still not enough to get him to change his mind there's also this one big guy beefy guy that's bald and screaming about how he was the one talking about their birth certificates she's not a real sister anyway why is that even relevant why is that relevant and if there's a news cycle that can happen like this why where's the flip side of that okay where's the the i don't watch the news a lot so i don't know what's a good person to reference right now (laughs) i don't know any newscaster's name but we need the opposite of fox news so that we can get the truth out there we need fact checkers okay we need some fact checkers on the case and clearing the name for the charm one so that people can hear the dialogue but then check for themselves if it's actually true and it won't even be that damn hard once again just go back and i don't know interview some damn folks the green goblin like he helped him out and he exploded that like it's so out of context you don't even see them killing him it's just the green goblin exploded (laughs) that's also very meta right it's like y'all don't even know what the original story is (laughs) but you tweeting around like it's facts oh i really did enjoy the the meta with the script because i know that felt like somebody was venting out all of their frustrations (laughs) or maybe it was just some of the people behind cw i will say cw does have a tendency to listen though i mean they listen to valid critiques and i think that's as it should be don't listen to the bullshit so after this scene where i didn't know where it was going and why we were being introduced to this guy which i like the fact that they shook up the storytelling aspect of this episode is actually really well directed too because i loved all the transitions and they did a good job of showing what it's like to go back in time and see it through male's eyes that could have easily been clunky and chunky and monkey but it wasn't it was very smoothly done and when i saw that rupert directed it because i actually did not know until i read it for this podcast i was like oh that makes sense 
That's what talent looks like on and off screen. Mel is in the command center. She uh, just makes a sandwich and she wants to send it back through time, which she does. And then she successfully goes back in time and retrieves it. I don't know how she developed this new power and I don't really give a fuck. It's awesome. I like it. It opens the storytelling aspects. Of course, there are going to be those moments where it's like, now that you have that awesome power, why aren't you using it? But because I think they're keeping a pace really well, I think that they're they're not going to allow themselves to be back into a corner that way since they decided to go. At least at this point, I don't think they would. So she's excited that she's been experimenting and she is successful. She goes to... Well, she walks past um, one of the rooms in uh, safe space and she sees Ruby there setting up a shelter for homeless people, apparently where they were at. It got burned down or some shit. Oh, and by the way, me and Swan are together and we have been for months now. Say what? I kind of was like with Mel. That makes sense. (laughs) It just does. So I came over, grabbed her hand, make sure she claimed her woman. Like, in case you didn't know, now you do. It's mine. Also, would you like to volunteer with us? No, I don't want to fucking volunteer with you. I asked that woman to be my wife. I need to go cry in my grief and maybe in some more liquor. Maggie is studying when she gets home, asks what's wrong. She tells her exactly what's going on. I like that, too, that they're sharing after they made that commitment and she's like yeah that was a little uh much <laughs> like her saying plot twist maggie is studying up on the tally man knows that we need to do something about this guy and also yes 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 i found something this big ass spider look at it i captured it in a jar it can transmit but it cannot receive or something to that effect we're being spied on and now we know why and i don't have to wait 15 episodes to find out i love that they asked about harry because no one has heard or seen from him in like a week so they decide to go out and ask michaela since she was the last person that did see him and when they heard (laughs) that buzzing (laughs) it was like oh maybe a toothbrush nope first and foremost do you see a sink on that bus has it been tricked out with a bathroom? That's the first question. The second is, <laughs> you gotta knock before you go on anyone's bus, cause that's still her home. <laughs> I even laugh my ass off, cause that would totally be me. Like, oh, you just busted me masturbating. I'm not gonna pretend like I wasn't. I'm, I'm gonna keep these all these jeans unbuttoned. Shit, I just put the shit on quick. <laughs> Y'all better call us in the text. <laughs> she was getting it in she even had the earbuds in (laughs) that's when you know you dedicated (laughs) to getting that good good orgasm she needed to unwind some of her feelings because she cannot draw 
because she feels that her manifestations will go out of control i love that this was brought up by mimi last week and they were like yeah got you (laughs) got you got you we're getting there so yeah she is afraid to draw because of this and she tells him last time i saw harry he was at roxy's so they decide they're gonna go visit roxy's she's like hold on one second i'll be like do you got hand wipes in there do you got hand wipes that's all i need to know maggie got real sheepish about it all uh and mel's like when are you so weird about discussing that she's like i'm not but that's not my sister and you keep telling her she's my sister and it's a little soon to be calling her my sister because we don't know and yes we are the charm ones yes it seems to work with us but it, it you know i don't have that same insta connection you seem to have with her even though i like her and even though she's a charm one and i thought that was fair i was very surprised to see jordan at roxy's playing poker but i'm glad to see that he is willing and able to go out into this magical community as he is and his only connection is it to the charm ones that he can go out and make friends and be teased about the fact that by some twin old man or old women sorry <laughs> that you know you're not talking to your girlfriend i know you got problems and you also don't know how to play poker speaking of the devil he sees them come in he looks right at maggie but he's like i'm not owed an apology no fuck that bitch fuck that bitch fuck that bitch it is a little funny that he saw her in this episode and he had no interest whatsoever (laughs) to to have a conversation with her they go up to see roxy now roxy was on the phone and if it wasn't for some of her actions in this episode i mean i feel like i still need to side eye her a bit but at the same time i think it could be misleading because she was on the phone and she was like yeah they're always popping up around here uh asking for things she was totally talking about gen z's never worked a day for their shit no i'm just kidding she wasn't talking about gen z's she was talking about some people <laughs> that talk a lot of talk but don't do a lot of action and always looking for a handout from somebody and this it has decided that that's owed to them uh so who was she talking to was it a throwaway conversation is it involving the charm ones it felt like it was involving them they show up in the office and i will say mel was a little improper by just going on someone's desk and picking up their shit and putting it on these motherfucking bitch ass niggas that is beyond hella rude i know if someone did that to me on my desk i would be giving them major side eye she's like what can i do for you harry's not here i already know why you showed up (laughs) and that's your only connection to this place uh michaela is taken aback by the photo that she has for march 3rd of 1926 she's like this is oddly familiar to me in some capacity then all hell breaks loose downstairs when donnie shows up and he has taken out the bodyguard and has demanded the charm ones be brought to him 
otherwise he's going to blow the entire place up because he's got these gloves that can do so you cannot use magic while he has these gloves on or a spell which puts them in a bit of a pickle so mel decides what if i just send you guys back in time you can stop him when he comes in and then the whole situation is over i love when they give you 30 minutes to get somewhere and at least that's rational like i demand him come right now it's like well you know he might be in france i'm talking about the flash right now (laughs) or wherever and you're just calling him out you're just assuming he's in the city and assuming someone can get him a message that quickly what if he's like saving some other people or some shit but alas this plan which michaela was so down for maggie's like i don't know michaela's like this sounds fun (laughs) and so she sends them back both in time she's like cool cool uh the only person not involved with this plan was roxy because she said this sounds very stupid and reckless and it was but not completely mel's fault i guess because she was just looking at that portrait and of course that would be on her mind but alas it does go wrong when she goes to search for them in the in the bar downstairs and they're not there turns out they are in 1926 in the same place but it's a jazz era and there are a lot of black people i would have walked in just smiling from ear to ear like i'm home (laughs) but it makes sense uh, i guess for the era that as they discussed at the bar maggie has the you know she could change her outfit at any time so she goes you know around with the whatever antidote spell whatever they're in flapper gear and that's what i'm gonna be when for halloween this year so it made me super excited it was like they read my mind i was really happy that they acknowledged that yes maggie is half black (laughs) in the show all black outside the show and that my girl over here is definitely definitely chocolate so for them to just say it out loud say i'm not used to having this experience i I really like that conversation that they had because it did feel as if they were genuinely bonding and had more in common than they realized like oh i was also told uh you know well until adulthood that guess what or you know later on in life that who you think is your parents are not your parents and that your ethnicity is not necessarily where you come from which is important at the end of this episode because it looks like she's biracial where her adopted parents are Gahanian. Gahanian, did i say that right and so they relate in that way and they also relate to the fact that they're not exposed to a lot of their black culture being from where they are well different parts of their black culture uh like the part where you know they had to go to the stand that said black only and white only well they didn't go to the white only one or they would get beaten the head with some billy clubs 
but uh yeah bringing it back there i thought was a nice touch and it was a good way to connect them they are assaulted by the bouncer who's like you ain't supposed to be here and michaela's like we're the entertainment well they said they were friends of roxy's and they're like yeah you're not friends of roxy's <laughs> like what about me says that i would like to know just for future reference there was a woman on stage that we didn't get her name until the end of the episode but i had a feeling this was roxy's wife camille was it and she is singing on stage but she's able to bewitch people uh as she allows because <laughs> michaela was like help please she allows them to get on stage and uh entertain so to speak and y'all know the minute they started singing my my hand itch ever closer to the rewind fast forward button y'all know me i don't do musicals of any kind <laughs> i know they were singing uh the moulin root song and that's about it i was like oh god why every time i watch cw show i am forced to watch also a glee concert and i didn't even stick with glee past the fourth episode so i was like okay so we're gonna get just past that scene and the next thing i know <laughs> the vitra shows up vitra shows up the old woman because apparently camille has been performing all over the place paris france london i really like that they made um a literal interpretation of a muse which is someone who can enchant other people which i thought that was pretty awesome to to use that innocuous word like you're a muse and make it a power and she cannot stop singing because she you know her talent is everything i like the fact that we're doing that theme this season about artists and the the pride that one has been an artist and also the difficulties but the vitra wants her pound of flesh the way she ran away i don't know why that was so funny to me. <laughs> that was the ultimate oh you here for me fuck this shit i'm out Mm-mm. fuck this shit i'm out no thanks don't mind me i'ma just grab my stuff and leave excuse me please fuck this shit i'm out nope fuck this shit i'm out all right then i don't know what the fuck just happened but i don't really care i'm gonna get the fuck up out of here this shit i'm out maggie sends kayla to help camille while she takes a a stick to handle the vitra and then got her ass handed to her and i'm like sis you've been doing too much training i know she's a magical creature and all that but you're a charmed one does he look like a bitch evil grandma took you down sis she took you down kayla uh is trying to help camille she explains her situation why the vitra is after her she's like yeah i'm here to help that bitch came after me in like 96 years so i'm already up for some blood and <laughs> she hurt my friend uh she's trying to find a way to get away and she just grabs the sword like uh i'm just gonna sit here and fight and she ends up damaging the creature in her purse i forgot his name and she tells her look you better get the fuck up out of here or the next person they're gonna get their head chopped is you now i tell you what i like you 
and I want you. Now we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. The Something comes out of Vitra's purse that is very, very much uh, necessary. <laughs> Not only does she have one cuff to give to Camille so that she could continue to perform without enchanting folks, but there's another cuff for uh for Michaela so that she can draw without her manifestations getting out of control and she realizes that she knew about the painting because she drew it herself and it is what uh Mel needs to find them back in time so they draw it and put it around the bar so that she can find and locate them and bring them back to the present to help take care of the baddie we'll get back to that in just a moment uh sticking back into the past uh i thought it was nice that we had three black women also highly represented and a huge part of the story arc uh in this past particular storyline even down to the bouncer uh i also enjoyed the fact that um they plus they mess with time travel this episode because there was an earlier scene where she was trying to explain time travel she's like look the more i explain it the more it don't make sense and my head starts to hurt and i think that's ultimately how everyone should view time travel it's like if you want to make yourself you know into a pretzel trying to figure that shit out have fun but <laughs> i don't love it i don't dark did a number on me and that's the only show that i will allow to put me through such uh psychological trauma and headache so going back to the i don't know if to say it's the b storyline because it, it, it was i think they both connected very well mel stays back she realizes that she lost her folks and doesn't know where to locate them roxy's like yeah they're gonna figure out their issue we need to figure out the immediate issue she intends to use her backdoor tunnels to go down to the where all of the the candles are lit so she can smoke out the guy because he had to get there so the fact that you can only get there through a match i think is still awesome and as she goes down there she realizes that all of the candles have been replaced with red ones and when she blows out one it sets someone on fire killing them immediately ain't nobody got time for that jordan came over like the dumpling that he is and he's like hi my name's jordan you have a cut on your head looks like we should get that taken care of buddy then we can discuss all of your demands he tries to heal him but then he tells him look you can't use magic around me and then the one girl at the bar fucking traitor says i have a first aid kit and he's like yeah let me let me do that so she patches him up uh then he realizes that someone must be uh, around if they were able to blow out the candle roxy gets back to the the office that's protected under a protective spell and mel or just as roxy was about to be caught mel called him and said look let's discuss what your issues are and then when he told her she's like not in denial she just goes how the hell you know that <laughs> who's give who's providing you this information tell me your sources uh she gets back up there roxy that is um and 
she's like we are we've run out of options and mel's like we are going to fight i love this about mel and michaela like they're like they're ready to fight she's like if we can't take them down with magic i'm about to take this sword and i'm about to fuck them up because i also can do that roxy is impressed that she's not sitting back and simpering and i'm kind of like where did you guys get these ideas <laughs> that we some weak ass not doing nothing type of people because i felt like we did a lot like save everybody in the magical community but i guess like maggie said uh in the flashback everybody or later on everybody doesn't know our story but i feel like they should if they can say there's a new charm one and it's michaela once again fact checkers so um just as she's about to go take her down uh roxy's like or roxy leads her down there and then they have a moment where they look at each other am i wrong y'all called that shit i didn't see it coming but it makes a whole lot of sense i'm not mad at it i don't not like it i really wanted my abafel but if she ain't coming back ain't nothing i could do about that i will say it was a little weird when she just grabbed her arm out of her hand out of nowhere and started smelling it i was like oh she says mel i cannot allow you to do that now mel said earlier that there was a traitor in her midst and she was like no there's no traitor so i guess they both were kind of proven like your plan was ridiculous but your absolute trust in everyone who works here and everyone who comes here is a little naive as well so she takes the sword from mel tells her she can't do it because she smells good and there was something going on when they looked at each other so she goes to attack donnie and that's when the bartender forgot her name let's just call her scary spice scary spice uh throws her talons at roxy misses her heart and she's like you she's like yeah hell yeah because we trying to make a name for ourselves don't you recognize my voice on all of the i did recognize her voice too i could when they were doing the whole uh viral spill apparently she reached out to him and got him go go ho for this gung-ho for this plan <laughs> go <-ho. laughs> and now she's like we're gonna expose the charm ones as frauds maybe she just always got a problem i don't know maybe she was talking to her on the phone and maybe she was bitching about the charm ones showing up yeah because she said yeah she was talking to her on the phone oh my god i just got that get your shit together get it all together and put it in a backpack all your shit so it's together the one scene that did throw me off is that mel comes out of the panel and she's having a whole ass conversation with roxy at the same time that they have literally nothing <laughs> that's a real barrier other than a curtain that doesn't cover anything <laughs> and have homeboy donnie and scary spice having a conversation at the same time i thought that was funny then he comes out and sees that mel is there she picks up the sword uh and roxy said i blame you mel because you are wearing the same scent as my wife she's like oh i'm so sorry not really even though i should have said i was sorry and she's ready to give herself up she says look if you want to charm one you gotta charm one here you go give it into your demands that's when uh 
scary spice is like well we want a three for three package so where's the other two i honestly don't know i sent them through time i'm telling you the truth you're gonna have to to take you're gonna have to take what you can get sis uh and then at that moment she realizes what's going on and she gets her other two charm ones back has them turn around and immediately is they're taken down because in the past they got nightshade which is what roxy told them would work they are taken out in cuffs by the bouncer i would really love to see what jail looks like in the magical community just because i think it would be a funny episode and i would like to go there so they're marched out it's kind of sad we're not going to see scary spice again because i loved her as a bartender roxy gives the perfume to to mel she's like i can't take this she's like it was meant for you okay 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 i feel like they should definitely tell her that they're the two strangers that saved her wife because that would do a lot to ingratiate they call mel over to look at the footage of them being cancel cultured <laughs> they make a, a relevant point like these people are afraid and sometimes uh they're when when you're afraid or things are going on in your life or not going on in your life you you reach out and you need to blame someone and unfortunately if you're easily influenced you are are prey for those type of people and that's what the tally man is doing at this time and thus why he is their focal point and and uh they need to they can reaffirm the need to take them down the episode does end uh with mel going back to safe space and deciding to help out ruby because ruby could tell that she had a problem with it but coming back and be like you know what? i am happy for you and then she's like you got someone going on in your life well maybe just maybe i don't know i guess we'll see maggie still hasn't talked to jordan they didn't even cross paths like hey you just went through some are you okay are you okay nope <laughs> and then lastly harry shows up from absolutely somewhere and everywhere and he's like what the fuck did you do to me as stated at the top of the podcast it's a really good episode it was highly engaging entertaining it had the sisterly bond oh wait i skipped the one biggest part how could i skip the biggest part so the sisters go to the attic uh, maggie has obtained a magical dna test she apologizes if she was standoffish michaela understands but they had a bond at the bar so they are ready to know and make it official except when the portrait is revealed and i was gonna be so mad i kept looking at the timer like if y'all in this shit right when this reveal i'm gonna be so livid and they didn't and they step back and it's this white woman and this black man and she's like is that your parents i have no idea who the fuck those people are who the fuck are you man that is officially the end of the the episode and that was a really good cliffhanger 
to leave off on and because the neighbors are about to get rowdy i think this is the perfect time to stop uh gushing about the episode and get on to the feedback hey christina i hope you're doing well and i hope you're having a great vacation um i am here to give my thoughts on season four episode five of charn um i actually kind of thought this was also a good episode um i have a lot of thoughts on some of the revelations that we got but i thought it was actually kind of interesting how they opened up with um whatever that creature is called just kind of going into the conspiracy theories of the charm ones you know not being you know the good force that they've always been known for and all that stuff and how like he just gets so wrapped up in it and it starts impacting his life and he kind of goes berserk um it kind of reminds me of just I, i i think it's kind of interesting how they're tying in kind of real world events such as like people who are believing in the QAnon conspiracies and all that stuff. I I like kind of this take on it from a a magical stance. Uh, I also enjoyed how like, you know, Mel is, you know, getting more control of her time travel in a way. Um, And I, I kind of enjoyed how she's like, you know, finally, you know, I guess throughout the episode, we see her like seeing Ruby and surprise, surprise, I guess the first plot or the first surprise for me in this episode, because there was a lot. But the first surprise was finding Ruby and Swan of all people, Swan together. Um, I was shocked when they said that Swan and Ruby got together because they felt like, what do they even interact with each other in the, the past seasons? Um so that was like a big shock to me Uh, i i think i think my mouth dropped and i had to rewind and then i was like wait is this really real are they are they really really together um but i'm glad that they're still finding use for swan i guess and then i guess ruby's not out of the show maybe she'll just make some special appearance but uh, we'll, we'll see but um i do like how like towards the end mel was able to kind of just you know put her feelings aside to at least help ruby with what she's doing for the homeless youth um but going to that club owner i kind of actually like the club owner and mel as a potential couple and if they're trying to set that up i would actually like to see that because i think you know they could be a really good couple and she also gives me nico vibes from season one so I, I'm actually for Mel and this this new relationship that she's forming. Um, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, one thing I will say is, Mel, don't touch people's stuff. Like, you know, I know when she went into that woman's office and put on the perfume, just because you're the charm one doesn't mean you got any right going into somebody's office or home or whatever and touching all their stuff. Like... I don't know how Marisol raised you guys, but mm-mm, hopefully she taught you guys better. Um, with Maggie, uh, I, I thought it was hilarious when her and Mel were going to Kayla's car or, or bus, I guess. And they caught and Maggie walked in on her masturbating. <laughs> I don't know about you, 
but it brings back traumatic memories when I walked in on my oldest brother having sex um, with his then ex-girlfriend years ago and then also walking in on him and his wife having sex when I lived with them temporarily. Very traumatic. I am still, you know, working through that trauma. Hopefully, like, I'll never see that again. But it was, I, I can kind of relate in a way. And I thought that was, like, very hilarious. And I also, I'm also, you know, quick moment to Kayla, because I have a lot to say about her. But quick thing about her is I'm, I'm actually very proud of her. Like, do what you got to do. Like, release your sexual tension. All right. Um, but with Maggie, I don't feel, I, I, I did enjoy Maggie and Kayla's storyline together and how I think we got to see them bond a little bit more, especially when they talked about just, you know, their experience as black women or biracial black women and, and talking about like how Maggie for years didn't know she was, you know, half black. And then she finds out that she is. And then Kayla kind of going into her own experience briefly. So I really, I really enjoy those moments. And I'm glad they're doing that. Because I feel like in the last couple of seasons, we, we didn't really get a lot of that. But I'm, in, I'm enjoying that they're bringing this in. And I'm glad that they're bonding together. The one thing I didn't see is Maggie and Jordan acknowledge each other. Like, did they not see each other at all towards the end? Did they not see each other like and say hey how are you good good yeah just stay in the life of a white lighter and a witch you know yeah cool cool all right talk to you later bye like are they avoiding each other like because they broke up is jordan no longer helping the charm ones he's like hey goodbye i'm gonna do my own road thing but um i will say just jumping out into jordan i love jordan i love him and i think mimi said the same thing like I think Mimi said this last week of like feeling a little bit like we miss Jordan. I did miss Jordan a lot. And I, I, I wish that Jordan was in every episode just because Jordan just brings like a lot to the show. And I love how in this episode, you know, when the crazy guy, crazy magical creature was about to blow everybody up, he was like, you know, talking to him and he was also even helping him out by cleaning up his wound just to kind of keep the situation good and, and all that stuff so i i really really enjoyed that and i oh my god jordan just freaking amazing like I, I love him um and and yeah i'm kind of glad that he's going he's venturing out into the magic community on his own and like making his his name and all that stuff and just trying to like get more immersed and exposed to it so i thought that was really really good um briefly about harry before i you know come to kayla because i think kayla was the star of this episode for me um but with harry i'm glad we got to see he came back um i'm very curious to to know where he left and i hope we find out in the next episode um i i don't know i honestly don't know but it'll be very very fascinating to see what he learned and what he discovered about himself and all that stuff um oh oh and and side note before i go into caleb were you also surprised at the end where the bartender also shot her boss did not expect that i was like hey sis why why like i was so shocked that she turned because i thought she was loyal to her boss but i mean maybe her boss wasn't treating her right maybe her boss wasn't you know doing the right thing by her so i don't know but that was another surprise i was i was fairly surprised by the 
the betrayal of the worker. Oh my gosh, my gosh. Now on to Kayla. Um, one, she has a very lovely voice. Like her and Maggie singing going back in time. I thought she had a very, very lovely voice. And I was like, okay, all right. Um, two, I, I think Michaela is very fascinating. Like this episode, she was able to like, when she looked at that painting, when they first went into that magical creature's office, at first, I thought it was going to be a clue to her parents. Maybe the magical creature knows who her, her birth parents are, or, or maybe, you know, there's, there's a connection there. Lord and behold, she went back in time, met the, the owner's wife and drew a few things and then purchased it, I guess, or, or found a way to purchase it. So I thought, I thought that was very, very interesting in itself. And, um, I don't know. I, I think that was kind of cool how they were able to use her paintings from the past to kind of give Mel a hint of where in time they were located. So that was a a, a great thing. Um, I'm just going to jump to the end because when they got that little, uh, canvas and, you know, she did the little blood thing and they said a little spell and, you know, I, I, one, I, I enjoyed that moment because it, it felt like a sister moment when they were all there together and they were going to discover the, the truth together. But surprise, surprise, when they when that painting revealed her biological parents, definitely didn't look like Maricel and definitely didn't look like Dexter, Maggie and Macy's father. Um, and I have a theory. I don't think that's her real parents. I'm still sticking to, you know, I think her real parents is Marisol and Dexter of some sort. At least her mama is Marisol. I don't think those are her real parents. Um, If it is, I'm shocked. If it isn't, I'm very curious to see why this painting, you know, did what it did. But I don't think, you know, I don't think it's their real. I don't think that's her real parents at all. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, how how will she be connected to them through these? Especially given that Maggie and, and Mel, they're like, we don't know who these people are. We have no idea. So I really, really hope that, one, she is a blood sister. I know, I know everybody is like, hey, she doesn't need to be a blood sister. But I really, really want her to be a blood sister. And I, I will say when the reveal came of who could biologically or allegedly be her biological parents, and I'm saying allegedly because I don't know, I want to wait until we get more episodes. I felt a little betrayal and hurts. And when she said at the end, like, who the hell am I? I was like, who the hell are you? Who are those people? I don't know them. They don't look like they would be her actual parents. And so I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about that. And I'm just I'm hoping I'm hoping that she is an actual blood sister for them. Like, again, I know everyone else doesn't feel that way there that you guys will be okay if she wasn't. But no, they can't be her parents. I don't want them to be her parents. I want Maricel to at least be her mother. If she went out with another man, I don't care. I won't judge. I won't judge Maricel at all. I mean, well, actually, let me take that back. I will judge her a little bit if she did something like grimy and was like, yeah, I gave you up because I didn't love you. Then I'm just going to like hate her. I'll, I'll hate her and I'll be like, you know, never mind. Uh, somebody else should have been your parents. But I digress. 
long story short, just for Michaela, I am enjoying her story more and more and kind of uncovering who she is and how she is connected to them. Um, so I can't wait to kind of get more details of like, if these are her real parents, who the hell are they? Why do they give her up? And how is she related or, or how is she a charm one? So those type of things will be very interesting. Um, and two, one thing I do want to say, like just some feedback that I have is I, I kind of want to still see a little bit of grieving. Like, um, I feel like with Maggie, there's a little bit of that grieving still, especially just around calling Michaela's sister. And I, I feel like, you know, she's still grieving Macy some more, but I, I kind of, I don't know. I want some more emotion, at least from Mel. Cause I feel like Maggie's giving us some grieving. I feel like Mel is just back to season one Mel of more, I don't want to say corporate, but just kind of like, all right, let's get back to business. Let's, let's do this stuff instead of taking time to acknowledge I lost a sister. How do I, how do I move on? Um, all right. I've been rambling. I'm so sorry. I hope what I just said made sense, but thank you again. Hope you're having a great time. Like I said earlier before, be safe, have fun, and I can't wait to hear your review. Bye. That was Trevor with his feedback. I hope you're having a good week as well. Cause I sure shit did. That's what I needed because I ain't been cursing people out at work at all this week. At all thus far. It's only Tuesday. Give it to them. <laughs> the F minus squad always shows up on Thursday, Wednesday afternoon to Thursday and Friday. And I ain't take off no time this week. So, so we go, we go on, we go on lean into this happy feeling and, and hope it continues. On to your thoughts. I knew you was gonna be like, uh nah, 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 nah. This can't be the sister. This can't be the parent. <laughs> he said allegedly. <laughs> He's like, fuck that blood test. <laughs> oh, that's the funniest. <laughs> Like, uh uh-uh, this don't make sense to me. This do not make sense at all. That is a Caucasian woman and a black man. She does not look mixed. She does not look biracial. (laughs) Oh, that's hysterical. Uh, I believe that she is not a sister. Only because they kept saying it all episode. Like, they was leaning heavily into, she might not even be a sister uh it's gonna be funny because i was gonna say uh trevor's about to ask for the birth certificate but technically (laughs) actually he would need it to confirm (laughs) i'm sorry that just cracked me the hell up (laughs) all right okay contain myself contain myself (laughs) hopefully for you i hope that she is a sister because you you doubled down you doubled all the way down i love it i love that type of commitment i have never walked in on my sisters thank god but i saw my dad's penis when we were like 12 because he's passed out on the couch with no clothes on drunk so yeah that's not something you ever want to i don't even remember because that's how much i blocked it out of my whole entire <laughs> retinas uh i'm with Michaela all the way though shoot when i need to release the beast you best believe i got uh, a whole assortment <laughs> of selections <laughs> clitorial and otherwise uh 
Ain't that going to my ass, though. That's that's where I draw the line. Only poop comes out of the poop chute. Uh, we didn't get any black. I don't remember them mentioning at all other than Macy's dad showing up being like, yeah, he black. And that was the most I remember from the last three seasons of referencing the fact. It was always they was Latina. Not Afro-Latina, Latina. So I was happy to see that we were introduced to the fact that you know a everybody don't know how to speak spanish and b they are half black uh i didn't think her and jordan broke up i thought they was just taking a break but i also agree i need more jordan in my life and i kind of wanted him to get the w for this episode it's been kayla for three weeks straight and i still love her and i understand they're trying to sell this new sister with the old sisters but you could also just give me more jordan and i'd be equally happy and I was surprised that Scary Spice betrayed her because I didn't put clearly, as you heard in this podcast together, that she probably was making a whole bunch of complaints to her boss about these charm ones and believing the hype. And I know I heard her voice if you go back and listen in the, the first scene, not the first time, but once I put it all together, I realized, yeah, I did hear her, her voice because there's not a lot of British people that speak (laughs) in this television series so of course i would pick up on that we're gonna keep our fingers crossed that she's blood related but i won't be surprised if she's not (laughs) oh but good to hear from you as always and don't ever worry about the time ain't nobody worry about that ramble on as much as you got to get your feelings out just not 30 minutes because that's when i'm like oh lord jesus i ain't already edited the whole damn podcast and i still got to go so with that being said let's get to (laughs) i'm cracking myself up today (laughs) to queen mimi's feedback on this episode what up cena it's mimi this is my feedback for charmed um season four episode five i thoroughly enjoyed this episode it was really it was really good i i liked every storyline it was it was pretty pretty well written and i like the way it was directed i don't know if you know this but our our homie harry um the actor is the one that directed this the only reason i know is because i'm pretty sure um it was on my uh time timeline whatever you call it on twitter actually i think maybe you might have retweeted that uh Christina. Anyway, it was really good. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, the beginning scene with Donnie when he was uh, like he lost his job from the spa, and then he got obsessed with those like conspiracy theory like YouTube videos. Like when he was just like obsessively looking at it, it was some subtle dragging, if you ask me. Like about certain groups of people that don't care about actual fact fact checking it's really not hard at all to even fact check and 99% of the stuff on Wikipedia is true there are some things that are wrong but for the most part Wikipedia is pretty good I know it's not a credible source because you know I have a, a lot of bachelor's degrees and they will not let you use Wikipedia in any kind of APA um, paper that you uh, submit but you can get a lot of ideas and search for that. Like I used to go to Wikipedia, get like a general idea of something and then use that information to look up specific research papers. So it's not like it's hard to fact check. 
people hear or see someone say something and just take it as gospel and it's so fucking annoying i don't even believe shit my old mama say like let me look it up because i don't believe you you can't just just because you say something don't make it true and i've been misled a lot by family members so i know (laughs) i just i thought it was so it was so funny he was the fucking moron and that was obvious and i i I, it sucks that he lost his job but people with degrees lose their job and good paying jobs and have to fucking deal like it doesn't give you the right to just go in a place and take it out on a, a group of people that's that's not okay um this like subtle drag that they did of the like type of people that listen to shit like this it made me think of the movie i don't know if you ever seen zootopia but that movie was really good and it had some racial undertones that i don't even think motherfuckers even noticed and it was like a subtle drag like people were like you understand the rights about these animals and being like being stereotyped just because of what kind of animal you are what you look like but you can't um you can't take that same idea and put it to human beings it's it's hilarious but this is exactly what it is like you're you're believing what basically fake news like just because you say something don't make it true and even when i have met like i have medical knowledge that i went to school for i have years of experience dealing with i still explain to people like here is a pamphlet here is some here here do you here you go you can go on this website and you can see this is like you know journaled research information in, in case you want some extra because i don't expect people to just take my word as the truth I don't even expect them to take the doctors. Doctors are wrong all the time. They have medical expertise, but everybody is different. So you can't just say this is this is the cause. This did it. Everything is everything. One hundred percent of the time is this because it's not true. And if you're telling me the charmed ones hate us and they're not good for us, we need a world without them. Let me see why you say that because in all the the millennia of the charmed ones, they've been magical creature friendly they've been there to protect all of us from evil even a time when they were trying to help the demon world i don't know if that's necessarily a good way to put it but they had a truth with the demons like so i don't understand how they're so quick to just turn on it and i agree when people are angry they need someone to blame but y'all y'all can't like look it up like how how you get this uh spa video they don't look like they're aware that you're there like that would have been my question how do i know this real why were you just in their spa day and people that work hard they just supposed to be the charms one 24 7 and not have a life even though they're human they're not expected to live a life get a job pay bills like <laughs> the charmed ones don't pay you money you don't get a, a yearly salary for being the charm one so what the fuck do you expect them to do they don't deserve a spa day even if that's true yeah, you lost your job, but they, they deserve a day off, too. And charm ones clearly have children. Otherwise, the generations would fade out. <laughs> so, like, how do you expect them to, to to carry on the legacy if they don't have any kind of children? It's fucking stupid. Oh, wait. Actually, I don't think I don't think it works like that here. Mm, I think in this charm, it's based off of magic. Like, it each generation is a different group of girls i'm not sure but anyway you still expect them to make more witches you know 
have more magical people in this world, how you expect them to do it if they're just constantly being the charm one? So I I think the whole idea like behind it is really good. And the fact that there are so many questions that these people aren't even asking. And that's like for real, especially in America. I mean, I guess I can't speak for other countries, but I know Americans are like this and they're the worst. And if the pandemic didn't show us how stupid Americans is, I don't know what else to show you because we were dumb as fuck. And I got a full front seat in the middle of it. It was terrible. I never, I never got to be at home. I was in the trenches and it was fucking awful. So yeah, this episode, I mean, (laughs) I guess that wasn't the whole thing, but like that part of it really like stuck with me. I don't know who wrote this episode, but they did a really good job. Um, I also like the storyline between Roxy and uh, Mel. First of all, Mel, I'm going to need you to not walk in people's office and start putting their shit on. Like, yes, her voice got deep, but you deserve that shit. Like, you don't just walk into somebody's office and start trying on their stuff or touching it. Like, can, can you say hello first? Like, she's on the phone and you pick up the perfume and just spray it on your wrist. Like, that was rude as fuck. I don't give a shit if you are the charm ones. Don't do that. I know your mama taught you that. Maybe Marisol didn't. She, I don't know. We didn't know her very long, so I can't say that. But I just know that that's trifling, and you should not do it. Um, I like how we got the, like, twist with the story. Um, Roxy's wife was that muse that was dancing on the stage. Was it Lady C? I forget what her real her, her real name is. But that was a cute little plot twist. And I, <laughs> when she said two strangers came and saved her from the Nanny McPhee, lady with her octopus purse um i i think it's called the ventra i can't remember i almost i almost paused it it's a ventra certainly me but i was like damn that's a nice way to put that together like the twist the the storyline because mel <laughs> i don't know why you think sending two human beings through time is the same as sending a sandwich a few minutes <laughs> but okay go off that's fine i i mean it all worked out <laughs> So that's good. Um, I do think that Trevor is right about his theory. I'm pretty sure it was his idea to say that, like, go back in time and see um, who put her on the fire station. Because that's a good idea to figure out who Michaela's parents are. Because we, we see that um, it's not uh, Marisol or I forget what um, Macy and Maggie's dad's name is. Um, I, I can't remember Dexter I don't think that's it but yeah um and I mean I this is gonna sound so mean but <laughs> they did not pick very attractive people to be her parents and that picture that they <laughs> when they did like the magical portrait it looked so bootleg it looked like a like back in the day if you go to JCPenney's portraits <laughs> like y'all ain't got no colored background that was it was funny. I, I'm sure it's a, maybe it's a, like a picture from the past or something like that. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But now the mystery is even bigger because, okay, that is not, that's neither one of their parents. The lady kind of looked like Mel, though. I don't know if anybody else thought that, but she, like, her face was chunkier. But, like, the smile and the hair, she looked like Mel, which is weird. So, um, I like that part of it. Um, I also, (laughs) I think it was so embarrassing that they, like, you can't just walk into somebody's, uh, 
somebody's house, even if it's a, a truck or a bus that's sitting in, in your yard, like, it's like electric toothbrush. Like, girl, bye. A toothbrush is not that fucking loud. <laughs> and then, like, just knock and be like, okay, let me, maybe let me call her. <laughs> I think it's funny, though, that Michaela wasn't even there. She was like, oh, my bad. I didn't mean for you to see that. Moving along. <laughs> That was so funny. Like, that had the potential to be humiliating or you don't want to look at someone ever. But the only person who seemed to care about it was, was Maggie. Even Mel thought it was funny. <laughs> I just I just don't know why y'all y'all ain't got no manners. Ma- Maggie walking in on people's, like, oh, it's an electric toothbrush. And then Mel picking up people's perfume, just using it. Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Um, and then when they were in the past, you know, I love me some singing. So I was all about it. And when I, when I, when they started singing, I was like, oh God, <laughs> Christine's going to drag it. I like musicals and I like musical numbers. And I read when, when I found out, um, in the last podcast that the actress was Australian, I looked her up just to see what, like, she's been looking familiar to me. And I was like, well, maybe I know her from something. I couldn't, in none of the stuff she was um, in, I, I'm familiar with it, but I know she's been on Broadway or off-Broadway, just, she's been on stage, so I was like, oh, so she must be able to sing, and, and I found out that she can, okay, it, it makes it makes sense, actually, that they would replace uh, Mads with, um, with her, because uh, Macy's character could sing, too. So that's that's a nice trade-off. I think they did a really good job with uh, casting Michaela. Um, <laughs> she's way taller than the sisters, which I think is hilarious when they're next to each other. But um, she's she's I think she's a great character, and I'm with Trevor. I'm loving her so much. She she actually is turned out to be my favorite character too. Um, we got to see my boot Jordan. It wasn't very long. He was trying to de-escalate the situation with Donnie, um, but he wasn't in it very long. Um, Still, it was good to see him. Um, Hopefully, we see him a a good amount of time next week. Um, And I'm I'm really sad about the bartender being the traitor because I don't know, like, we didn't get to hear, like, clearly she has a a villain backstory. I would have liked to know what, why um, I liked her and her emo attitude (laughs) and I don't know what she was but her nails turned into talons and then spiked off and shot across the room and they were poisonous so I'm just I'm gonna miss her um I hope we get to figure out what why she was so angry with the charmed ones I know she thinks that the their community would be better without the charmed ones but but why um what she is and I almost got the impression that she was saying she sent him those videos to watch. Um, because he was definitely an idiot. I knew he had help. Especially when I saw that those candles were were red. And then when you blew them out, the other people, like, it killed everybody. Because I was like, he couldn't have known how to do that. Um, I didn't realize he was a magical creature. Some type of goblin or something. But his feet were, like, effed up. Um, so... I'm just curious to know how she found him, why she found him, what made her so angry. Maybe she said it and I just missed it. I don't think I did because I I was really intrigued with this episode. So I don't think I was just not paying attention. But 
who knows um i've already exceeded 10 minutes i'm trying not to be like myself so i'm gonna end it here um i believe i made all my points so until next time love peace carries the black romantic queen of the couch that was queen mimi with her thoughts on the episode <laughs> not trying to be myself <laughs> to be fair you were only two minutes over trevor so uh i i think i think you did good i think you did good <laughs> i gotta give you props though you've been on time like all week and that like never happened so i mean i'm so very proud of you so very proud of you and shy even though shy doesn't listen to this podcast um <laughs> i'm with you wiki ain't a bad place that's where I got a lot of my uh, initial information for the Vikings on Friday, who the real Vikings are. Um, you can definitely, yeah, you need to fact check. I've been learning things. I have a whole notebook. I just keep writing them down to discuss the Jones Chronicles of all the things that I learn that I did not know anything about. Nothing about. <laughs> or I realized I was doing wrong because it's information that's regurgitated over the years and past this fact and no one ever goes back to the original source because some of those original sources are like thousands of years old so yeah i i think it's very important nowadays that you have to fact check things because you probably are just and it's not your fault you know up until a certain age you just taught things and then you're just like what like maybe just send me a vi- video uh about the real words of mama say mama i don't you can tell me what the real words were because she says i'm a i'm gonna continue to sing and i'm not gonna stop is the actual lyrics but i've been singing mama say mama sa for like way longer than i knew that truth so <laughs> mimi was like i'm just not gonna even believe her i actually looked up the lyrics she's right and i don't want to know that i don't want to know that information i want to continue to sing that song wrongly and that's the choice i will make but most things yes people need to stop stop going through just uh re retweeting the article never actually go and read the fucking article for themselves to see what it says uh before they're formulating an opinion that they're already retrending case in point the oscars i don't want to talk about it because it's over and it's done with but in that and i'm not even going into specifics in that the narrative changed so very completely from the facts it was like holy shit this new the internet generation's fucking scary man <laughs> because the way in which people will twist things to get onto their bank because it's all about as i stated right more people are concerned about being right nowadays which is crazy because you would think if you were you would actually look at the facts so counter uh productive but there it needs to be right to fit their truth right people are choosing the truth to believe in and maybe i wasn't so much aware of it because i feel like it's actually not a new thing it feels like a new american thing because we're us in america in this particular time frame right but i don't even think it's a new thing i think people have always been stupid or at least not well informed right and then there's this culture that that is created from that and it is you want to just say yes it is stupid like oh my god like it is very depressing to figure out that i mean my friend tells me all the time and it's not even she's not trying to be funny because i'll be just talking i'm like am i just 
what she's like I'm, I'm just gonna tell you as someone who's in the c minus squad you're smarter than most people and that's the simple fact of it is it's like those of us that are smarter we just need to realize we're not a a prolific breed we're actually the rare fucking ones and i like how you said you send research because i do the same thing at work if i know something off the top of my head i still go to that source get that source snippet that source and give the source to the person because for me things well one things in my job change all the time so and secondly you can look at it your fucking self and may you don't have to take my word for it it's right here you go read that and that's what i do and a lot of people ask me like why are you never on your stuff too long i says because i'm straight and to the point i know what you want i got what you want here's the answer and here's the follow-up question i have a lot of people say that it's like you answer my follow-up question before i know you answer that because i'm anticipating what you're about to ask you're going to need a resolution and a lot of people don't understand that too like you don't just tell people what they ask for you also look into it give them the resolution so they don't have to come back so then our days aren't so fucking busy because they've been asked about the same thing over and over and over again but people don't think like that that's not that that's not a typical thought process for a lot of people so yeah i really love the the meta commentary in this episode <laughs> <laughs> they was getting it and i was loving it uh i love how we all were like hell no male do better <laughs> uh it's consistent across the board me you and trevor nope you cannot do that trevor does have good ideas and he might be right about that even though he's he's definitely holding on to that <laughs> you are not the parents and i can't drag what i don't see so i ain't see that scene if she's a good singer that's nice <laughs> but <laughs> i ain't watched that shit. <laughs> i can't i don't know what it is i don't know what it is i just i can't i automatically just shut down and last and certainly not least we do have feedback from liliana long time no hill let me go ahead and take a sip of water you know because it's been a long time since i've read <laughs> feedback nothing against sending written feedback definitely send all types of feedback but i need to uh parch myself or what's that's wait huh i need to what's the word i'm looking for replenish my thirst hydrate there we go <laughs> i knew eventually if i worked it out it was gonna show up in my brain all right i'm hydrated now hello christina i feel like saying it's been a bit but i feel like years have passed since season three i don't watch much tv anymore and consider dropping the show however i'm glad i came back and gave season four a chance it isn't perfect but it's been enjoyable and i love kayla regardless of whether she's blood related or not not sure how to put the format of this going or not sure how put together the format of this is going to be since i'm going to go over stuff from all five episodes of the season but i will try to keep it tidy i got mixed feelings on the cut down number of episodes for the season but it seems lots of other shows got reduced seasons and maybe it will help give a more concrete season without less fluff i agree i totally totally agree with that you could just tell um with the pacing i tend to not mind filler episodes since i feel it gives room to breathe but considering how messy the last two seasons were maybe the 13 episode season will help right off the bat harry 
our dear poor last white lighter harry the dude has been through the ropes from a three-piece suit wearing goof to a broody sexy top buttons unbuttoned damsel in distress to a grieving bearded mess while slightly irritating that he dipped on his family to eat some magic mushrooms and go on some magical self-discovery i feel for the dude he needs a blanket a warm drink and a grief counselor and my pussy she didn't say that i did i'm interested to hear (laughs) where he went (laughs) i'm in rare form today i apologize jordan keeps being the best secondary character i agree he needs to be bumped up the first because he's so amazing uh he could actually go over uh mel and maggie to be quite frank <laughs> kayla uh it was jordan about to start off the season be my favorite character but kayla after she came off that bus i was like yeah she's now my favorite character <laughs> who said y'all was writing me into the script he's too pure for the bullshit he's going through she continues especially with being cold shouldered by maggie well nice to see and hear that jordan and maggie finally got together in between seasons i have had my moments where i'm thinking jordan you don't deserve this consider dating someone else facts (laughs) facts (laughs) like i felt like she needed to see green and know that like she was pretty much surprised that whole entire interaction just saying seeing him get heckled by the elder twin sisters in this episode was the cherry on top of the feeling bad for him sunday good to see he's still able to put aside his hurt feelings to step up and buy time for the sisters in this episode yeah i think his caring comes first i think after learning his background what his father ancestors did he's very committed to the magical community and i like that he's interacting without interacting with them without needing to have the sisters around but I also am with the other two feedbackers were like, y'all two really just didn't talk the whole entire episode? Okay. Going on to Ruby, I'm glad they didn't continue to push her and Mel as some in love couple. But I have kept her, but have kept her around to be a confident for Mel. Even if going forward for them today, she's just mentioned a name because of budget reasons. It makes sense thinking that Mel now has someone to talk to about queer uh, people of color. A person of color woman issues with outside of her family that's a good point i realize kayla is bi but unlike ruby kayla is a relatively new figure in male's life compared to ruby i think it also nods to how lgbtq plus people manage to form friendships with their exes trying or tying into the lb lgbtq plus community and whatnot sorry i get with the acronyms i know all of them but i always get them all mixed up it's not my fault i'm dyslexic (laughs) that's the story i'm sticking to it ruby dating swan as maggie said it was slash is a plot twist but it does oddly make sense i said the same thing i was like you know what that actually i can i can see that i don't know who made the call to push for more queerness in this season after hearing all the criticisms of the last two seasons but thank you even if i felt very cynical when the season started and i thought this was going to be another case of giving the gay viewers just enough rep to keep complaints away it seems someone is trying to give uh what rep they can get away with i think all cw shows are trying to 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 spread some awareness oh wow what was that i don't know how that word came out but it was wrong awareness (laughs) 
sometimes they're very clunky with it and i'm glad that they are doing it in this season with this particular show and it's not so hey here's all of the lgbtq plus characters and they're kind of just used as a woke note (laughs) versus being fleshed out individuals uh and also you know it being a casual thing that's not the only thing you know about them i have had a bias towards mel since season one and she is the reason i even started the show so seeing her get more attention to her is nice i had mixed feelings about how they had her grieve via sleeping around but watching the season go by it makes more sense she lost an important member of her family and instantly tried to extend her family again via proposing to ruby haven't been told no it makes sense that she just said fuck it and started hooking up right and they had that uh curse for the longest so she was not able to get her you know salad tossed when i was watching episode two roxy gave me the same vibe abigail had without all the baggage of the fans feelings and i instantly questioned whether or not she was supposed to be the new and intended final love interest for mel since it's been highly inferred poppy is not coming back that's good to know so i could stop uh (laughs) shipping a dying ship well i think the dynamic of a demon overlord and a charm one together is a more interesting choice if roxy is intended as mel's in game quote unquote i'll take it we got remnants of enemies to lovers and they did mention roxy being some sort of demon so i won't really complain about this if they intend to go there plus roxy still has the bad bitch suit energy going on abigail did i'm down yeah that outfit at the end was looking like i didn't like any of her outfits but that one at the end i was like oh, okay i see you seeing maggie so angry has me shook it feels like such a change from how maggie dealt with marisol's death in season one and since i'm guessing that they intend to have maggie work through her anger issues as kayla becomes more integrated into the family i'm liking the dive into the side of her i imagine the record of quote-unquote assault could be an issue given the career she wants to pursue but the obstacles could just prove to be opportunities for character development if they go there maggie being the fighter was not something i predicted in season one but it is a nice change of rhythm to see the more passive power character be a bundle of rage and know how to kick complete ass i agree until uh nanny mcpherson as mimi says kicked her ass but maybe she was feeling not so now that the rage had passed and now you know she'd done all this violence she's like yeah maybe i need to pull back just a bit <laughs> she pulled back too much on kayla i absolutely love her and what she brings to the sisters and harry i like how it took someone that lived alone in a bus away from family but not lacking it Brynn is basically her sister it feels like agreed thus reteaching the sisters what family is and should be i love that she made them eat together and that despite living with them she gets to keep her bus she's not just some macy replacement she's her own character her powers are cool and i have a feeling her skills as a mechanic may tie into the tally man being a goblin i think it was and the rhyme he said about being there when they die that's a good prediction i didn't put that together at all I hope that the season isn't the last and we get to see more of this new power of three dynamic last i read it seems there's been an uptick in viewership with this season so who knows yeah i think it's just going to be on the bubble until it ends i think they're they're going to see if fans have given it a chance uh 
and I, I think it's gonna take at least until a little bit past halfway through the season before they get a real because of course no one's gonna watch the first few episodes because everybody's like I'm still mad I want Macy da, 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 da. they got feelings understandable get it but you know how sometimes you walk away from a show like the like Walking Dead like I was referencing hopefully I was referencing this podcast I'm gonna reference another one but how you know seven and eight was like horrible <laughs> seasons but nine like all the way through was so fucking good it was like oh my god how are you guys gonna bring this shit out in the twilight hour but they did so i i think sometimes people will hear well hey the show's gotten better it's consistent da, 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 da. it may give them the you know the the want or desire because you did you put time and effort into more than just one character whether you realize it or not uh, or some may realize it or not and you know you want to go see what happens with them and if you feel and hear things are kind of interesting it's going to be hard for you not to just tap out right you're going to want to tap out you're going to say help you might be tapping out but you might be tapping back in um so i i think that's the reason why they are are really hesitating before other miscellaneous observations it feels like the new showrunners and remaining writers really took note of the feedback from fans and are trying to address them. I think they're taking the right feedback from fans because every feedback from fan is not a great feedback. <laughs> I think they picked out the relevant and rational feedback. We see the old potion shop from season two and it's being now used as Ruby and Swan's temporary shelter. They address Ruby and Mel's super bland relationship. They stopped the melodramatic will they or won't days and had Jordan and Maggie be a couple. People still get the sense that Harry absolutely 110% love Macy and he just won't jump onto the next woman he meets. Jordan got magical powers and isn't completely helpless, helpless to magical dangers. We got to have more Puerto Rican rep through Josefina cooking them dishes from their mother's homeland. Through the tally man trying to quote unquote cancel the charm ones. We get to see more of the magical community and we see opinions on their shenanigans, even if it is without context. We are seeing less of the command center, but when it's there, they have added more color to walls and random furniture. So it isn't beige central and more stuff I won't write because I'm starting to ramble or I forgot to include it here. <laughs> I actually love the title of your uh, feedback, The Wrath of Cancel Culture? question <laughs> mark Because I definitely felt it was someone's wrath against cancel culture in this episode. And I like it. Overall, I'm glad to see how the new people in charge addresses some concerns and that the season feels a lot closer to what some people liked about season one uh one it's campiness the sistership the magical creatures we got to see in episodes and the style the characters get to show off that reflects their characters all i'm saying is whoever styles the actors is doing great <laughs> i do agree i think this is probably one of the most consistent uh well-paced well-written i'm not just dragging shit all over the place episodes she continues in her closing uh statement overall i'm glad to see how the new people oh wait did i just read that i just remembered that on the subject of sisterhood it's great we saw mel and maggie growing up the nacho thing what sibling didn't make a mess of a meal when the parent was not home or in my case burn the oatmeal and they really went and reminded us that uh the perils of living with siblings and not knocking on doors <laughs> holy crap dear god i felt maggie's pain too real but glad to see a series actually make that joke i agree 
because while mortifying and horrible it happens oh crap i just dropped something uh, <laughs> uh peak living with family until next time peace hair grease and black girl magic uh it does happen with family it's probably gonna happen in my house tonight i don't have a lock on the door so i gotta wait until the child goes to sleep but yeah i do need to knock on the door because sometimes she just come in i'm like girl i could be doing stuff you know i'm sitting here with a computer <laughs> now i'm thinking of rick and morty oh god i gotta get myself together uh but loved your feedback i think that was a, a really great fair assessment of the season thus far and all of the things that we like and didn't like and you're right they really did address all of the things that people were like okay can we just make these tweaks it's not that you need to change who is what and how is who just make these particular tweaks and we'll be happy and guess what we're all happy if you're happy with charmed and want to see it continue and want to put your feelings out there in the universe blackercouchatgmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic